Did you ever think you'd live to see the day where there's not only just a Pepto-Bismol song, but a dance too? You're listening to Warm Beer in the Cheap Seats with Big Mike and Casey, WBCS. Take it away, Big Mike. What's happening, everybody? It's Big Mike. It's Friday night. Warm Beer in the Cheap Seats coming at you live. Got a great show for you tonight. Of course, the all-so-popular Big Ed's Rock and Roll Retrospective. We're going to talk about, we got a little bit of winter coming, and I do like the part on the Pepto-Bismol song where they have the diarrhea part at the end. They swing their hips. Diarrhea. That's the best part. That's my favorite part of the Pepto-Bismol song. So, hey, Casey. I think they did a good job. Uh, I think they did a great job. That choreographer, uh, choreographer went to uh, Juilliard. (laughs) What do we do with the part for diarrhea? Hmm. Diarrhea. Should we swing our hips? Should we sashay? I think we just stay with swing the hips. Yeah, we can't just say cha cha cha. Beavis and Butthead already did that. <laughs> we need to be original. I wonder if we could find out how much money that guy made. I'm or a girl. Oh, yeah. Could be a lady. Yeah. You're right. I so. sit corrected. Find out they ripped off a move from Bob Fosse, Broadway legend. That would be a lawsuit. Subway won't be making it tonight. He's going to be too busy. Um, What's Subway doing? <laughs> well, he's going to be part of SantaCon, uh, raising havoc uh, through the streets of New York. So. SantaCon? What the hell is SantaCon? SantaCon is a time that you want to stay home in New York and not go Do people outside. act just act like assholes? Yes. They do. They dress like Santa or Santa's helpers. The elves. And it's uh, a just dog. straight, straight dog. debauchery. The Simpsons dog is Santa's little helper. Uh, yes. Yes. He was a greyhound. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I like greyhounds. Believe it was last place. <laughs> oh, you're right. You're it's pretty appropriate. Funny. Yep. Yeah. For the Simpsons. Yes. That was actually the, uh, I think that was the first episode. I think you're right. I think right. that was the pilot episode. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That goes back that long? Yes. Yeah. I thought the dog came along later on. No, no that was, so. no. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you got to introduce a family pet, you know. Mm-hmm. The Jetsons had Astro. Simpsons have Santa's little helper. <laughs> but he didn't talk like Astro. <laughs> Uh-huh. That's one for Astro, everybody. Married with Children had a dog, voiced voiced by Cheech Marin. Oh yeah, I remember that. Every once in a while, he would be. It was like a uh, golden retriever. Yeah, you just just kind of have a wise ass comment. Yes. Really? I remember that. Now that you mention it, <laughs> like one every ten, ten episodes, they would just show the dog. Oh. You'd always just have like a, a, a zing. It was very good stuff. Uh, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, then you must be listening to us on Naughty Radio. I heard there's a new app. Yeah, so uh, you can find the app at just Naughty Radio. It's going to be anywhere where uh, most apps are purchased, which would be the Google Store or the uh, Apple Apple App Store. So uh, it's powered by Live 365. So you're going to... Hear us on Tuesdays 
uh, generally an episode repeated on 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, just, you know, uh, not to be confused with like the Rose Meridian or any of those other time yeah. zones. And then uh, Big Ed's Rock and Roll Retrospective will be featured uh, individually on Sundays at noon and then again on midnight uh, Eastern Standard Time. So exciting stuff. That's our, that's our new partner. Had an uh, interesting conversation with Cappy and, you know, uh, just kind of hashing out a couple ideas of the future. You know, as we wind down 22 and we look towards – 2023 wow and, and what's the brink so <clears throat> sweet melissa's favorite number is 23 wow why is that sweet melissa why is 23 your number did you uh, like michael jordan no everybody asks me that i oh, mean not okay. that i didn't like that wasn't him. very original of me then well no i mean it's a decent question um I, well, my birthday, like the day is the 23rd, but that wasn't it either. Mm. I just liked it. And then it popped up in my life a lot. Oh. Yeah. So that's a good answer. Yeah. Okay. okay. So a wrestler, LA Knight, does he wear, um, what were those, what were the shoes? LA. LA, look, nope. What were the sneakers? I know. They British, were like Knights. Sh- British Knights. British Knights. That's what I'm thinking of. Dude, but they were the- bad. They were like really <laughs> cheap. Really But they cheap. did have good TV commercials. They did push the British Knights. And what made them very British? No, they were probably made in China with the rest of them. Uh, sure. Or uh, Taiwan at that time. But they were time. cheap, um, you know, whatever basketball shoe. Yeah. Yeah. British Knights. British I mean, Knights. BKs. <laughs> BKs. But yeah. wasn't there an LA shoe? I thought so too. Uh, but I, I thought that was like a tennis shoe the la one like a like a tennis i want to say la looks but isn't that like hair product yes yeah this guy came up from uh nxt uh kind of recently uh la night i don't know if i like that gimmick what's uh, uh, la night seems kind of uh he's just kind of a you know, he'll just uh, just a heel, just yeah, a heel character. He'll just go and work the crowd, antagonizing them a little. LA yeah. Gear, LA, LA Gear, gear. that's, that's it. Our, you know, our fans out there listening are probably screaming, "Hey, you idiots! Yeah. It's LA Gear, you morons!" He, Sorry he had a he had a good feud in NXT with Cameron Grimes, who might be coming. Did he up use to, the same gimmick? Was he LA Knight? Was that his? Yes, uh, they had great matches, but it was awesome because somehow, like. Uh, Ted DiBiase got pulled into it. Sweet. With the million dollar belt. That's awesome. Yeah. So that that was a uh, pretty entertaining. Hey, is that Big Ed in the background there? Uh, I think the Cappy's listening. Oh, hey Cappy. They give him the old ahoy. Ahoy, sir. <laughs> uh, and if you, so. What do you think our show will be followed with uh, next week? I think it's going to be some uh, sweet Michael McDonald. Yeah? Yeah. Why Michael McDonald? I don't know. I don't know what the song's going to follow our show next week when it goes onto the radio. Oh. Hopefully not Michael McDonald. I don't what? like Michael McDonald. Christopher Cross, Sailing? Sailing. No. Oh, guess what? Did what? You I'm sitting like here Michael talking. McDonald? I'm going, I'm LA Gear. Her. And then three minutes later, Melissa goes, 
LA gear. I'm like, oh. Oh, you were talking? We didn't hear you. Yeah, technical difficulties now now fixed. Yeah, what's the opposite uh, of loud and clear? That's what you were a few minutes ago. Silent. I'm sitting there spouting off dogs from shows. I'm going, I'm like, oh, they fucking ignored (laughs) it. And you're like, bunch of dicks. You know, married with children, there were two dogs. I remember, well, I I only remember the one dog. It changed character. The, The other one died. Like they don't talk about it, huh. but they they both had the voice of Cheech. Yes. Okay, that's all I remember. The, the Bundys didn't know they were going to go on ten seasons, you know. <laughs> I don't think they, the they network were, they were trying that. to get that show. That, yeah, well, you with the Simpsons. Hey, you talk about a show that beat the odds. Oh, that show. That, that wasn't that a like a like a throwaway mid season kind of yes. killer show. Just about everything that Fox originally put on was a throwaway. Uh, alien Nation was the movie was kind of cool. The TV show was horrible. That's the one where the aliens got drunk on sour milk, right? Correct. Yeah, and the the male aliens got pregnant. Yes, that's weird. Yeah, they were aliens. Hey, J- hey, James Con. Yeah. Was in the movie. Was in the, yeah. But who was it? He wasn't in the TV show, though. No, 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 no. I looked that TV show up on Wikipedia several months ago. I, I don't I don't know what pr- uh, prompted me to do so. It was, it was a weird show. I watched maybe a few episodes. I never got into it. Well, like Will Smith did this movie on Netflix a few years ago. And it was only on Netflix. And I was like, that's Alienation. They they. Did the whole premise and the whole movie of Alienation. They just renamed it. And, you know, Will Smith was now the James Conn character. I'm like, wow. There was not even a, <laughs> at the end of the, the show or movie. I was like, does anyone not remember Alienation? Wow, that was, what a concept. Or, or was that a fever dream I had? I don't know. No, I never heard of it. Oh, no. But that's you, well, you, yeah. You have been too young to watch Alienation. Herman's Head. You remember that one? Herman's, oh, yeah. Head. Herman's Head. No. Yeah. I don't the four that. people that are always constantly talking in this guy's head. So no, like I don't remember that. Yeah, that wasn't the broad familiar. who plays uh, Lisa Simpson? Yes. Uh, Yeardley Smith was in it. So so yeah. was uh, Hank uh, Hank Azaria. Yeah, I bet they were like just like Fox employees. You know what I mean at the time. Yeah. Yeah, Rupert four Murtach, people on there? payroll that act. Yeah. You're going to be in this show, like, this, hey, show, right. this show, yeah. and then we may need you for this other one. So make sure your schedule's clear, <laughs> because we don't know if any of these shows will make it through the first six episodes. They they were running through. I should come up with a list. I'll run them down like in the next twenty one Jump Street. Uh, th- that actually lasted. That was an that was a pretty early, good show. I think they did like five six seasons. What was there a Dan show too? What was that one called? That nine oh two one oh. No. No, wait. What show? I don't know. Some chick was in it. Um, Melrose Place? <laughs> no, it was on Fox. It was all came out at that, about that time. There, there, there was, was a bunch show. about some dancers, some show dancers, you know, like uh, Broadway's oh, or something. Like, like Showgirls? No, it was no. Like Broadway? No Showgirls. Like, no. no. I don't know. I'll have to look it up. I'm not. I'm not remembering. Carlin, I think, the George Carlin show, I think, was Fox. Yeah, that was a great show. I used to like it. I didn't realize his brother 
was pretty involved in writing that show. I'm sure his brother was kind of funny. Uh, his brother is a character. And I, I want to say he's a, he was actually older than George. I want to say, you know, another Irish name like he was Patrick. I don't think he acted on the show or if he did, he was always in the background. But he, there was an HBO documentary and he's interviewed. He's uh, he's definitely an interesting. He's definitely a Carlin. That was a good show. I don't remember it. Hey, so cold front looks like uh, Tampa even is going to have a very cold Christmas. That's pretty good. What, what's the? Uh, I'm going to be awake Christmas time. So. Uh, high is going to be not 50 degrees in Tampa on Christmas. Not day. 50. Not 50. Like in the 40s. Yes. That's pretty solid. It's That's been a long, a very time. long time. People are going to be. For reason, <laughs> when it's cold in Florida, we're not prepared. I mean, you're going to see some trash can fires going. <laughs> That'll be interesting. <laughs> like a bunch of bums. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. hobos in the train yard, or or doo wop groups or something. A little <laughs> doo wop group. True, yeah. they sang around burning trash cans. They, they did. That was a thing. That was a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing like harmonizing and burning garbage. <laughs> I feel like it wouldn't be good for your vocal cords. Probably not. The, you know, like the fo- smoking fumes probably are not, you know, really good for your your singing, your voice, your throat, your vocal cords, oh, wow. and all that. Yeah, I feel like you're going to have a short singing career. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe. But then again, you know. Everybody smoked back then, too. So maybe it really didn't bother them. Maybe they were already conditioned for that trash can Oh, they fire. built like a callus around their vocal cords. Correct. You know, from smoking non-filtered cigarettes. <laughs> we are so soft, our generation. <laughs> we are a bunch of pussies. Oh, boy. Yeah. 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 So. You know, it is what it is. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm excited about the cold weather. I mean, we already... Starting to see a little. Yeah, we had a cool day today. It it didn't get, I don't believe it got out of the 60s. It was quite nice to be outside and not sweat to death. Correct. Mm -hmm. Not the uh, 100% humidity that we normally experience. Correct. Yeah, I got to say, I'm not a fan. No? No. You're not a fan of it getting colder? Correct. Oh my gosh. What would you what would be ideal? Like an eighty degree Christmas for you, Big Ed? Fuck yeah. Okay. Because you spent a lot of years up north. Too many. This 20, Florida 20 girl. too many. I are there's no, a... I think the, I think the five years of night shift in Cleveland probably, you know, that put the mm. lid on that fantasy. And then, mm. you know, throw a mix in the sprinkle of Newark and Chicago. Um, <sighs> I, I think you were in Portland, Maine. That was pretty damn cold too. That was a different cold. Like it was Atlantic <laughs> wind cold, not lake cold, uh, Atlantic cold. Yeah, yeah. That ocean ain't no joke. Um, I think you ocean? said you're you're, uh, you're the Atlantic. The Atlantic. Oh, yeah, that's a cold motherfucker. Yeah. I think you told me you had to leave like bowls of water out because the heater would just absolutely just dry 
Oh wow, your yeah, tra- apartment out. Was that was that there or was that Cleveland? No, no, no that was uh, in 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 Portland. So it was, okay. it was shitty. It was just uh, like a propane heater. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that would uh, <laughs> that would do that. In Japan, I had kerosene, and you had these little heaters that just. It was just either on or off. You couldn't really regulate, regulate the temperature. temperature. It, it was weird. So you just kind of had it low. Um, you definitely wanted to run it at least in your kitchen and bathroom. So, you, you know, uh, water wouldn't freeze. Yeah, you know, good idea. Freezing pipes are, are bad. But the bathroom had this radiator. It was all tile. So you can make that extremely warm room. Hmm. It's awesome. So when you took a dump, it was very comforting well they heated heated seat on the toilet you that's awesome yes what's that with the heat you probably didn't need a squatty potty no no squatty potty is entirely different than keeping your tush warm yeah the squatty potty has to do with the mechanics of your bowels it it, it aligns it so it shoots straight down it doesn't have to go through the bend (laughs) yeah (laughs) Oh, yeah, it doesn't have to do the S turn. That's what I was right. Yeah, take the chicane out. <laughs> the chicane. <laughs> it's the difference it. between like the uh, the engine on a DC 10 and uh, a 727. There's no little S, S pipe. In there. Yeah, and say your intestines looking like Sebring Speedway, it's just a drag strip. Uh, yeah. Okay, it all makes sense now. All these great analogies hence, we have. Hence the uh, complete elimination. <laughs> hmm. Just what everybody tuned in for tonight. <laughs> Potty this talk. Was, this was uh, your health moment sponsored by Naughty Radio. Yeah. Yes. Download the app. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go download it. something else. <laughs> Squatty potty style. <laughs> What's the deal with Cola taking a dump? Where are you taking it? No. <laughs> Why do you call it dropping the deuce? Is that all you <laughs> drop or two? Kids at the pool, what are they, swimming? <laughs> I got a fish that's doing the upside down swim. He's, uh, yeah. I give oh, no. You lost, you lost another one? Uh, I tell you what, I've had these guys a, a while, and the guppies are slowly just going to take over in the next six months. What's and a good? Nearly as bad as Casey's tank. I'm like, holy shit, you got some guppies, bro. I've only well, got like 14 of them. I've been trying to tell people I have a guppy problem. Yeah. <laughs> But I might have to introduce some tiger barbs, and they will thin them, them out. Oh yeah, Toby, yeah, like then you're uh, stuck with tiger bar. You know, I know. Well, you know, remember I had those yo-yo loaches? They were great. They eradicated the snail problem, and now they've ruined every fucking plant they've ever put in there. I I, I don't know what's better. What do they do? Just, do like they flush eat... them down the toilet because that's not nice. No, you know, it's probably going to be the hardiest ship uh, fish alive. I mean, with tiger barbs, I don't know. It's like. Uh, do you deal with the devil that you know or you don't know? So start another tank and just scoop it, make it a guppy tank and sell them back to the local guy. I have thought about that. So you become a guppy farmer. Yep. Big Mike, well, once you, you get a dozen that. in there, they just start, you know, it's like, oh, there's six more. Oh, look, three more. Yeah. You can sell them. I guess you can sell anything if they'll buy it. Yeah, I mean, he'll test the water and make sure there's nothing funky going on. Huh. At least but, for feeders, yeah. at the very least. Yeah, I'm sure he would, you know, um, barter at the least. You know, get me some ghost shrimp and Fish here's some uh, 
Here's some guppies. Here's some guppies. Hmm. He's got some cool tanks. So your local. Yeah, my fish guy. Fish guy. Yeah, it's local. a father, father and a son, and they have two stores. They have one. Uh, How big? Tell me this, because again, this is not in my part. hobby realm. Yeah. How big is the aquarium hobby? Oh, it's 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 a big industry. Um, the big box is on the salt water. That's where you get guys that get like, you know, uh, 100, 200, 300 gallon tanks. So is this what these guys who own the aquarium shops, is that where they're making their lion share is on the salt water? Yeah. I mean, you have some guys, this guy does pretty good with fresh water and he's got a, the best variety around here. I would say in the Bay area. For fresh water there was another guy out in uh town and country but i haven't gone there in quite some bit and he's he's still a bit of a drive for me um i mean back back in the 90s he did i mean he's still there but well hell if if he was in but, business but in the, the 90s but, but the still... big money's in in salt water you know fresh water you got to do volume because they're they're the margins are much Thinner. slimmer yeah you know, you're selling some fish for like a dollar a piece where, you know, you can spend like 80, 100 bucks just on one fish. for how, how big would and, it, how big would that fish be? Depends on the fish, but some will outgrow. You need a big tank. You need yeah. to know what you're doing to deal with salt water and have someone coach and counsel you because you can get stuff that's not compatible. And then you're like, oh, that $80 fish just got like rammed in the side. Now it's dead. You know, oh, that sucks. Yeah. That um, would anger me. Yeah, you, you got to get the filtration right. Once you get the salt level dialed in, it's not too bad. It's You got to get the water dialed in right. Once you do, it's easy to maintain its salt. But you got to get – that's so you, you need a good filtration system, and then you try to get some rock and coral in there, and then you go from there. And then you just slowly piece it together. Dude, actually, the rock and um, coral, that's really where the money, the big money is. Uh, oh, yeah. The out-of-pocket. Is it live coral? Uh, no, they, they do. You, you're not going to find coral, but they have what they call live rock. And what it is is like stuff that grows in or lives in the rock, like little microorganisms. And that's going to keep the it's the tank clean? Yes, because it, it, there'll be stuff that will filter or stuff that will actually come out and clean the tank and... Hmm. Um, you know, and some of the rocks will have shapes, so maybe fish can get in or underneath or a place to hide. And then there are plants you can get for salt water. That's another animal in itself. Um, I, I've always done freshwater as a hobby and I never really messed with like you know, you have your more aggressive fish, your your cichlids. They have South American and then African cichlids. Um, I have. It's just not what I normally do. I usually have a little yeah, bit you more. you got to watch what you put in there because they're just going to eat it. Yes. Well, you got to keep them together. You Like, you don't even want to mix uh, African with South uh, South American uh, cichlids. Uh, they could be very territorial but if you know how to build the tank, then they can still live in somewhat harmony. Hmm. You can build sh uh, a shelf system and they'll separate each other. Um, but usually it will be dominated by one fish will end up being larger and 
kind of dominate the tank. But everyone kind of knows their spot. As long as you, you got to keep them like-minded. I usually like to deal with Tetras because you can get a big variety and they can live in harmony together. And then you have a lot of vibrant color and activity in the tank. Hmm. And the secret weapon is the little catfish. He's they, got to clean it up? Yeah, they put on their little minor caps and they, they just get to work and they just do the thing. You got they to, have little lights on their minor caps? Absolutely. Okay. They do and they sing songs like elves, you know. Yeah. Like they're like, shyer. Yes. <clears throat> kind of like the, the seven dwarfs. Well, you have you can get a larger one. These are usually smaller than I get. They're called uh, Corydora or just commonly Cory, but they, they can all different sort of colors or stripes or patterns you can get. Uh, albino green uh they have panda um so you throw a bunch in there and they they actually school you wouldn't think catfish would school they'll actually that's interesting i thought they were more of a solitary type of fish no actually the the more alone they are the worse off they do the more the more in groups the longer they all live together interesting they're like cats meow sure sure meow meow I don't have any catfish in the big tank. I got shrimp. They kind of do the same thing. Actually, they do do the same thing. I can't believe you're having ghost shrimp that just uh, just keep multiplying. Uh, they just uh, disappear in my now, tanks. Now, ghost shrimp, or what are they, just translucent? Little shrimp, freshwater. No, there's saltwater ghost shrimp and freshwater. And yeah, but like they're, they're scavengers. Some I have some that are black, some that are brown. You know, because they've been in there a while. Yeah, they're, they change color. They're no, evolving. they just have. You know, they lay eggs and they hatch. And um, they, they, these are like five, six years. How? Whenever I get this tank in 2017, the shrimp and the the Pocostomus, they came with me from Virginia. They didn't die during the, during the journey. Yeah, if they live long enough or have more generations, they'll start like you know changing colors and stuff like that interesting guppies are the same way like i've guppies with dots and stripes and the shapes of the tails are starting to change so they're they're definitely evolving hmm yeah i don't know but they're definitely taking over uh the two tanks the 10 gallon they're just an absolute problem i've Gold barbs in there that are like ten times their size, and they just swim away from them. They're biggest scaredy cat fish I've ever had in a tank. Are they supposed to be like tough fish? No, but normally a fish is not going to be. Uh, I mean, usually a fish is not going to be something that it could just easily fit in its mouth. Hmm. So. They're more docile of the barbs, the uh, the gold and the cherry barbs. Just tiger barbs are just can be problematic, and you can only you're just stuck with tiger barbs. And I'm just not sure if I'm ready to pull that trigger yet. That's like saying Beetlejuice three times. Mm. You don't want to do that. Sure, that might solve one problem, but like create so many more. That's exactly Correct. what's going to happen. Yep. Yeah, so I I don't know if I'm uh, ready to uh, you know release the hounds, the fish hounds. I, I don't know what that that was a fish. That's fish, fish hound. hound. Fish hound. Okay. Uh, like a little dog. Bark. I got you. 
you're like a, a voice of mentalist. You're like Michael Winslow. No, 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 no. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Rumor is another police academy. Didn't it run its course already? Didn't they get shitty enough that they're like, we can't do any more of these movies? But what if Mahoney's back? I don't know if that makes it any better, Casey. (laughs) But what if he's back and he's like, I had this baby. It was really weird. I was living with Ted Danson and, Uh, you know. Three men and a baby? Yeah, so Just they're gonna like merge that, that the, the two movies. Yes, but they didn't call him Mahoney in that movie. I know that is a problem, <laughs> but they're gonna fix that problem. He was in a, like a he was undercover like Donnie Brasco. Oh god! And then he was just in too deep. Remember, Ted Danson was smuggling in cocaine through some guy that was making the movie. Remember, no the drug dealer. No. Yes, and then they had to hide the drugs. In the kid's diaper and sneaking it out with the uh, the one detective that went to their apartment. I I, I've never watched those movies. <laughs> what? I don't remember. That, that I never mean, I've before. never seen it. Yes, there was. Yes, there was. Yes, there was. Listen, Ted Danson was shooting a movie and he said there's a, a, a thing being sent to him and he didn't realize someone sent cocaine to the apartment. The was Ted Danson using up. cocaine? Probably. I mean, the movie was in the 80s. The captain's backing you up on the message board. And J-Lo has arrived. They J-Lo. hid it in a diaper. And the cops said, uh-oh, time for a diaper change. You guys no. think, listen, the movie swept the Oscars. Okay, I'm just <laughs> pushing a little too far. Yeah, and Farner was as popular as Led Zeppelin. Well, <laughs> in some regions of Ron Konkuma, that was true. In, in one house and would cut his path. That was yeah. a true statement. Uh, yes. Um, yeah. It, it was heroin. Is that? Is oh, that? that's right. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Brownstone. Yeah. Yep. I, I those movies, Three Men and a Baby. I think I've seen bits and pieces of the first one, but again, not one that I was like, "Wow, I want to watch that." I've seen all of them, but I was very young. I don't remember heroin and diapers, but I don't know if I would have known the difference. I love that movie. Yeah. I thought you were going to say I love So heroin. let me I, ask you I, this. I, if I've said I've watched that movie probably a dozen times and probably a dozen <laughs> too short. <laughs> yes. Okay. Let, let's circle. Let's circle back around. Okay. So I love an 80s comedy. Is there really rumors that they're doing another? Yes. Uh, I got. I got to find where I read Police that. Academy. Well, I heard. Uh, is it a reboot? Are they going to reboot the original, or are they continuing the saga, the story? Oh, maybe they're coming back. Lassard's dead, and they're all coming back to pay respects to Lassard. He's making yes. his own. Right I don't know. I'm trying to just think what they're going to do. But, well, there's a couple movies that i hope it's not a reboot because uh reboots just they don't seem to work yeah in my opinion i.e all girls ghostbusters i i uh, i didn't get all the way through wait, that, movie. that was a thing oh yeah the last go- not, not the last ghostbusters but the one before the no. last one they did what was it called ghostbusters afterlife afterlife which is a continuation of- the inclusion yeah afterlife is a uh. continuation of the original ghostbusters Correct. The real ghost. I think it was supposed to have to like Egon's grandkid or something. Right. Fine. You know, anyway, finds the, the 
all the all the equipment yeah and echo one echo and, one and these broads weren't busting ghosts they were busting cock so it's like it oh my cock cockbusters see yeah. i think Earmuff. that's what really happened high c should have brought back the the ecto cooler oh that was ecto cooler was delicious ecto cooler was the shit dude <laughs> that was awesome that was the and only the juice boxes all right first matter. All right, first off, I don't care what anyone says. I would chug a Capri Sun right now. I, I would go mm-hmm. for a Capri Sun. Oh, man. Nothing wrong with a Capri Sun. I don't think Sun. so. You're drinking beer and nothing. You can't mess up the the acidity in your mouth. I don't think so. What about an Ecto Cooler, if there's an Ecto Cooler? Well, that would be the offshoot podcast, Warm Capri Sun and Cheap Seas. <laughs> <Yeah>, or... <laughs> so that's for our younger viewers. It's, it's, it's yeah. the Warm Capri Sun in show. my high chair. <laughs> In my tiffy cup. Hmm. So okay, I, I'm gonna go play my Gudlers. Gudlers, Gudlers, Louis. Let's go play Gudlers, Louis. Hey, we got alcoholic versions of Ecto Cooler on the message board. See, I, I like that. That's that's the effort and attitude that we want here at WBC. Hey, if somebody wanted to send us that's the what recipe, Naughty Radio brings to the show. Yes. Uh, well, you can contact us at. Uh, Beer Seats on Twitter, or you can email us at the show at warmbeerandcheapseats.com, or, you know, download Naughty Radio, where apps are available. You better download it, everybody. Yes. It's awesome. Do it. Do it. Do it. And then, yeah, send us uh, the recipe for, like, alcoholic ecto cooler. That sounds pretty good. That would be a nice, nice uh, New Year's Eve beverage. True. I think it'd be nice. Where do we get some ecto cooler? You think we? Could I don't think you can even get it. it. Obviously, can't get it anymore. Do you think they re rebadged it, renamed it? It's another product now. I, I'm still upset. I can't find the original All Sport. I want my carbonated carbonated sports, sports beverage. I found ecto cooler. Can you get it? What does it say, sweet Melissa? Just in case people out there want to get it. Hold on. Let me keep going here. It says five stars. Of course. Well, yeah. yeah. It tastes delicious. Because you can't give it six stars. <laughs> I might have lied. Okay. Now, someone mentioned Bartles and James. I'm not sure if they even make that anymore. I like I like the commercials. The old guys. The old guys. Yep. Yep. That was a thing, the wine coolers. That- the wine coolers were hot in the, the 80s, man. You put man. Jolly Ranchers in them. That, that was the and white coolers. Yeah, that's all I know. About. Oh, well, that was like the white claw of the eighties. Yeah, but Zima, you changed the flavor by putting. A oh, Zima, Bartles and James. Yeah, Bartles and James, something completely different. Oh, oh, oh! Those people that drank Zima were very well respected in the bar. They like um, their own little corner. Of the I don't think they were in a bar. <laughs> I think they were too young. Wink, wink. Who? I don't know. Zima drinkers. Oh, I never, I never cared for Zima. Yeah. What was the other equipment? There was Zima, and what was the other one that was similar? Hmm. I know what you mean. Right? Crystal Pepsi. Crystal Pepsi. That tastes like <laughs> shit too. That was the clear one, right? Yeah. How about oh, that? Was uh, awful. Crystal Grey. Like Coke. We'll show you. We'll make one even no. shittier than New no. Coke. That was the SNL Super- sketch. What? Uh, Crystal gravy. Crystal gravy. It was I remember gravy. that. Oh, I remember that. It was, it was like cornstarch and water. Is how they made it. Yeah, oh, that's terrible. 
terrible. Jesus. Z7. Yikes. I've heard of it. I've never had it. That sounds... Yeah, it sounds terrible. Just, uh... So just rename that the blackout. Hmm. I can picture the drinks you're talking about, yeah. Mike. Yeah. They were different colored. They were like oh, clear, a, weren't they? I got a little oh. message from uh, the ultimate Karen and Subway Slam is doing his his show tonight. Uh, Are you sure? Shows. I'm pretty sure he's at SantaCon. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's doing SantaCon. Mm. With Subway time off off Broadway. Mm. Mm. I've got some footage. Uh, I have to set it up for next week's show. I got it's got to remove the files, and it's a whole process. I don't have four minutes to kill. So, uh, is that any? Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. Hello, my right. That's what they're all funny though, because they're all dancing one way. He's going the other way. I'm like, all right, good job, Subway. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he did Yay. good. I found an ecto cooler recipe. Mm. I'll do it. Maybe he's doing a cabbage patch. Maybe. So I'm thinking. We're doing or the, the Running Man. His, his character is uh, the one that Zach Efron played. Troy. That is that sound like a High School Musical. I think it was Trevor. Trevor McClure. Troy McClure. That Troy was. McClure. You yeah, might have reminded me from things such as Out with Gout in 88. One of the best characters ever mm. in an animated show. Or any show. That and the uh, Schwarzenegger wow. character they did too. Those oh, yeah. The <laughs> oh, they're flashing commercial for World Cup. So... Uh, Jimmy yeah. the Woke, our uh, sports prognosticator, could he, could vindicate himself. Did it? Did he call France to be the winner of the World Cup? Well, he. I think he called. No, no, he's done. No, but he did have Argentina, France, but uh, he he had said it in the end. He it would did be Brazil, mm. and uh, so never mind. He did not vindicate himself, as I was. Because Brazil lost to Croatia. They did. Croatia plays tomorrow in a, the third place match. Which so is this is it. So for, the, for Croatia and, and Morocco. I mean, so hats all, off to Morocco. They had a hell of a tournament. So all this soccer stuff, they're going to finish it up? Yeah, and then we won't talk about it for four years. Yeah. You just, uh, it's uh, just like your, your, your Christmas stuff. You just put it back in a box. You put it in the attic. And you just leave right. it there for four years. Uh, you know how much World Cup I've watched about grand total about three minutes. The only World Cup I saw was last week at the Cuban place waiting for my sandwich. Oh, good Cuban sandwich? Uh, it was good. That and, and, a, and a flan. So we wound up eating there. Cubans to go? It was like 116 minutes. I don't know how they equate the penalty times, but it was the longest fucking match. And then... It went down to the penalty kicks. Did you go to? Oh, because they do they do an uh, fifteen minutes, fifteen minutes uh, for overtime, and then they do uh, that. That's how they got to that uh, time, and then they do the penalty kicks. Melissa, what was your question? Did you go to Cubans to go? Yes. Is that the Cuban joint to go to? It's right across the street from the. uh, 
from the shop. What, is it pressed? Did you get your cube? Montecito, that's where uh, I hang it. <laughs> it is very good. Very good food. Do do they have? But can you get a cafe con leche just like uh, the bakery by me? You can, but I don't find it the same. Plus, they understand English, so I don't have to. Speak <laughs> Spanish. I, li- I like when I have to speak Spanish. It really keeps me on my toes. That well, <laughs> that bakery I go to, you definitely have to. It's the little, little or yeah, at least fake Spanglish. It. Yes, I love Spanglish. I'm fluent in it. I'm like, uh, dos cafe con leche, por favor. So if I went in and say, hey, man, uh, can I have two cafe con leches? They'd be like, they would uh, no. Well, if you say the cafe con leche, like, no some flash. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> Yeah, something like that. Yeah. You know, I, I've, I had two Cubans. And so here we, we, we're in Tampa. Yes. The home of the Cuban sandwich. Yes. Not Miami. Not Miami. Not Miami. <laughs> listening public oh, or fans out there. I'm not involved in this. In Radio Land. Tampa. Yes. Is the home of the Cuban sandwich. Uh, I went to. They put salami on their Cuban. No, no, no. That's here. That's. That's the proper Cuban has salami on it. Well, Miami Could does be. too. I don't know. My, I, I've never eaten a Cuban in Miami, so I don't, I, I can't comment to that. But anyways, I went to two very well-known Cuban sandwich purveyors here in town, and I was it's very disappointed. We want names. I went to the uh, Bob Evans. No, <laughs> not yeah. Bob Evans. If I want, if I wanted, that would be funny though. If, if I wanted like biscuits it. and gravy, oh, yeah. I would go to Bob yeah. Evans. Yeah. best biscuits and gravy mm-hmm. in the business. Yes, biscuits hands down. Gravy. <laughs> yeah, biscuits con gravy. The bix- <laughs> biscuits con gravy. Muy bueno. She's not wrong. So I went to the pie. Cuban sandwich shop. Wait, which one? Cuban, the Cuban sandwich That's what shop. It's called. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Disappointed. Yeah. And I went to the Bear Sandwich Shop. Somewhat disappointed. Hmm. Big Mike, you got go oh, to go to the Bears. Bodegas. Go down like Himes. No, you, you can't you, miss one. Big Ed, the the one my favorite Cuban sandwich established established uh, la, 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 establishment in Tampa. Bracados over off 49th Street. Yeah. In Tampa. And Bracados, they're Italian guys. So I don't know. They they can make a killer Cuban sandwich. As long as they're getting their bread from uh, El Segundo. So I'd have to do some research. We might have touched on this a while back on the show. I had a Cuban. No, go ahead. I had a Cuban from a gas station. Oh, God. No, yeah, no. we did talk about this because anything Amazing. from... I'm not even kidding. Did they have like a deli in this, in this gas station? Sashimi sushi to go. Oh, yeah, but they, well, they moved. I didn't even need Squatty Potty King right <laughs> You beat me to it. Now, did they make it fresh or was it wrapped? No, they made it fresh. Okay. That, that's, that makes it okay. But they were opening a restaurant. I guess it sounded like they started in this gas station and then they outgrew the little... The corner of the gas station? Yes. And they were opening a legit restaurant. Well, isn't that supposed to be like Wawa's gimmick? They're like a, 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 a 
sandwich shop that just so happens to sell well, gasoline. Well, I think they started they, Wawa started yeah. as a convenience store. Yeah. Their their sandwiches are decent. Their hoagies yeah. are good. I like the I like the meatball myself. They're Italian, I'm not the biggest fan of. But the meatball is very good. And their coffee's nice. Never had coffee from them. Their coffee's nice. But they make a good iced tea. Do they? Yes. You guys are way more into the Wawa food and beverage. Oh, but I had a breakfast. Uh, uh, Sizzly from Wawa? Is that what it's called? They call them Sizzlies. Wait, what they is do. it? Sizzlies. I, I don't, I, I've never eaten a Sizzly. I just know what oh. it is. I'm never in a Wawa for breakfast. Okay, I'm not going to lie. I ordered it. Where do you go, it, Big Mike? McDonald's? Eh, uh, yeah, you do. Don't be it, there's McDonald's, Burger King, Dunkin'. If I'm not going to like a, a diner or someplace to eat like a like a real breakfast, if I needed something quick on the go, although down the street here there's hole in one donuts, their breakfast sandwiches oh. are the king. See, there was a little uh like a I I guess as uh Big Ed would call it a bodega that was on MLK heading towards like airport road or whatever that road is. But it's closed now. It closed during the pandemic. They had the best breakfast sandwiches. Like bacon, egg, and cheese on a Cuban? Yes. You yes. See, that's what yeah. uh, Hole that's... in One does is bacon, egg, and cheese on a Cuban. Oh, man. Good. Pretty night. tasty. I wouldn't have thought they had sandwiches at a donut place. Yeah, very good sandwiches. Very, very good. They opened one by us, you know. A Hole in One? On 19. Oh, yeah. It's probably one of the Never family been. members. I think that's how it works is... It's all that's their donuts are pretty legit. Their donuts are very good. They're outside of well, uh, Van Vando. Yeah, Vando is, is really good, but they're they're really good. They're boutique or boutique style donut. It's not as good as Vando. Where's Vando? Well, well Vando is make these like little mini donuts. They're out in Clearwater. They're they're fantastic. But what about like a regular donut? But a, a traditional old school donut, whole in one. Yeah. You mean like hot now, traditional? Like a normal donut. Yeah. Just like a glazed donut. No, they make every kind of yeah. donut. They make every it's kind of donut. A regular sized donut with a hole in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a regular donut. Thank or, you, Big Ed. I don't know why that was like... Or... Like, she's still looking confused. Their jelly donuts are very good. Their apple fritters are amazing. Don't even ask the engine size in that Fort Fairland, right, Casey? Where? <laughs> what Fort Fairland? <laughs> No, it's just exactly. Uh, I don't know. Did I miss something? I am. Yes. I'm not very, very, very <laughs> smart. I could have missed something. I'm not Big a smart man. Last week, Melissa. But I know what a Ford Fairlane is. <laughs> it, it could have. It was it a small block or a big block Fairlane. We don't know. We, we barely. We, know we'd never know. Was. We don't even know why it was brought up. It's oh. yellow and white. I mean, it would have been made more sense of like the night before we watched the adventures of Ford Fairlane. Oh, you mean, um, <laughs> you know, and then she's like, hey, we saw Ford Fairlane. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's good. You know, hey, you know, but, you know, without any context of anything. There was context. You just didn't listen. Are we talking about the there was Andrew Dice actually, Clay movie? Well, that would have made more sense if we were talking about the Andrew God, Dice Clay movie. lost so easily? Well, all right, Nat, welcome to my world. Just Thanksgiving, she's just like, we saw this car, and it's a Fairlane. Uh-huh. And it's just a story 
that leads nowhere other than they saw this car and, and Fairlane. But what I, you're I just, Fairlane. what I never understood was why. Because days before I was trying to tell you the kind of car. Right. And I remembered what it was when you guys were talking about the same kind of car on Thanksgiving. Right. You're talking about Ford Fairlane's on that Thanksgiving? No. No. I, no. It just came out of nowhere. Ford Fairlane. Oh. We're talking about making roux and gravies. It's like Ford Fairlane. Just <laughs> wow. No, somebody was talking about a Ford Fairlane. Not in our household. That's incorrect. We're a GM household. Yeah, it's got you know, and at the at Studio C here at Big Mike Land, it's General Motors territory. Yeah, you, you're not going to catch my dad with a tattoo that has like William Clay Ford or something on. <laughs> I love Henry the <laughs> Second. Yeah, yeah. Hank the Deuce is cool. Yeah. I heart Mustang. You know, he's got a big tattoo across his chest that says "Etzel Life." <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, that's a life. Forever. <laughs> uh, forever. Yeah, or better yet, Pinto Power. Oh, Pinto Power. Yeah, what the explosion like, in the background? Where's my <gasps> Granada? <laughs> my dad. Yeah, hey, Big Ed. Granada? My dad had a Granada. Oh God, I'm, I can't wait to talk to you, Dad. Yeah, Granada with three hundred two in it. I had a grandfather at a Fairmont. A Fairmont. And then, uh, <laughs> that's funny. That's awesome. Hey, that's a no, box the, body car. It's the, just like a, a Mustang. It was a Mustang. No, it was. With the, with yeah. the it was, we're fair oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that one. Um, Ford styling was very bland. It was like a, everything was freaking boxes in the late 70s, early 80s. They, they must know. have been built so shitty because when's the last time you've seen a Ford Fairmont? You're like, 1987, you know? Yeah, that, well, that's about I don't know when, if they were shittily, that's about when his was totaled. So that was probably the last one. I don't know if they were shittily built cars. I think they were just uninspiring cars that nobody saved. They just ran into the ground and then they crushed them. Yeah, I did. Yeah. You know, speaking of uninspiring cars that survived when I was at the Turkey Rod Run back last month, I did see a Survivor Pinto. Nice. Now, that was interesting. There's another card that that. No, none of them survived. They just get run into the grounds. Yes, it's, and it's competitor, the Vega. Vega's cooler, though. Yeah, it's because it's GM. Yeah. My dad did own one. A Vega? Yeah. Well, he's testing everything. Yeah, my dad had a Vega. He had a Vega, and at the and same I time... Bet it was it a all... V6 Vega, though, wasn't it? No, no, it was a four-cylinder. He had an early, early one. He had, like, what was the first year? 70... Or seventy one. He's trying to be hip. Well, he also well, had everyone's a, getting this small car. He had an old Toronado at the same time, and those were all big blocks. There's yeah. no no big small block, block. Four wheel drive. Yeah, styling and profiling. I think the Vega. I think the Vega was a cool car. I like him. It had a nicer stand than the Pinto. Yeah, better styling. Pinto just looked dangerous. And it was. So <laughs> and it was. It was. Hey, what's They recalled every one of them that was still running. They recalled all of them for the. Uh, and they put like a plastic shield. Something, yeah. Like, yeah, I think it was a plastic shield. And then they found out that shield just like made the flame angrier. <laughs> 
and just directed it into the passenger compartment. <laughs> Oops. You just angered the explosion. You know that- but you know what? Ford Motor Company didn't learn because there was also an issue with the Crown Victorias. Yeah. With uh, the way that, I guess, the way the shocks were bolted on the rear diff or something along those lines, if they got rear-ended, it punctured the fuel tank. Oh, shit. Whoops. <laughs> Didn't learn from the Pintos, boys, huh? And wasn't that the most produced car ever? Was that body style or that chassis? That Well, that was a Panther chassis, the uh, Crown Vic. So that was produced from 78 to 2000, whatever. When they, 2000, what was it? 13, 14? No, 11. 11 of the big big Fords, the the Panther chassis Fords. Somewhere around there. I think 11 might have been like 12. They were still doing like fleet sales. Yeah. All the the fleet owners were crying. Oh, I mean, that killed Lincoln, man. They sold... Well, a ton of town, town cars. cars, yeah. And then they're like, well, we got this MKT. And we'll call like, it the MKT town mm, car and mm, fold no one. No one bought it. No one bought it. Yeah, that's for sure. That was a, that was a fact. Whoops. Jack. I had a Grand Marquis. It was like a decent car. It was like driving in your living room. That seat was so comfortable. Very comfy. Very squared. It was like an 87, I think mine yep. was. They, they were, that was still carrying over from that styling cycle when Ford, everything was three boxes. Yes. Three box styling. Not very creative. And the interiors, not on the one that you drove, but the earlier ones, everything was a box. Yes. Everything was square. Yes. I, I, uh, until the um, Tempo and Topaz came out. Oh, man. Styling wonders. And then right behind them was the Taurus. The Tempo. Sable. Was, they should have called that the Turd. <laughs> Turdo. <laughs> the Turdo. That was, they took the Pinto and they just put another silhouette on it. The piece of shit. <laughs> oh, oh God. look at Rashiki. Nice. Uh, yep. Excellent. I had a teacher at a, a brown tempo. Really? Yep. I worked on those when I was a technician. Oh, did you really? Yeah, those were still roaming yeah. the earth. Ford had a big ignition switch recall because the ignition switches were catching on fire. Oh, God. <laughs> you got to awesome. wonder on some of these things. These so, recalls. what we had to do, and this was pretty much anything. Ford produced from 1980, I'm going to say 83, 84, into the early 90s. Well, we had what about plate. the CTS recall? Remember on the key? Well, that was any of those GM cars with the key. What, yeah, with if the, you had like a heavy key chain or something. Oh, yeah. It would, we, it would, it would shut the car off and lock the, those lock are, the those, steering wheel. Not only would it shut the car off. While you're driving. Yeah, your steering wheel would lock because that's what they do. Well, this guy I worked with, he was telling a story like when he was like 16, he was riding with his brother and it was like an old citation and his brother's like, watch this. And while they're driving, he just pulled the key out of the ignition. Awesome. Well, it did. It locked the wheel. This is like in the mid eighties. And so they went off the road and hit a tree. (laughs) 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 Whoops. 
<laughs> so, you know, then they had to go hey, home. Let me their, show you a hey, trick. Yeah. Hey, hold my beer. <laughs> hey, and then they had to go home. And, you know, their dad's like, why is the car like all trucked on? Then they got both. They got their ass kicked. <laughs> <Stupid asses. laughs> Twice. They yeah, bruised up from the crash <laughs> and then from the old man. <laughs> oh, he had great stories. But it was just always his brother was doing dumb stuff to him. And that's a great way. He's like, hey, watch this. Pulls the key out of the ignition while it's running. Well, you know, uh, Granny D, you know, she had that citation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a so, citation. Well, listen, we, we, do you remember the Alpine Drive and Winona Lakes? Yes. That big yes. hill going to yep. the old house? Yep. Where her car started sliding, so you threw it in park going down the road. <laughs> and we did, we spun around the whole way down. And no. I mean, we never got killed, obviously, but. <laughs> That's about as far as say was. <laughs> but she did it out of sheer panic, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she did not drive. No. no. Hey, do you know what the fix was on that key for the cat? My CTS. They took the key. And they put caps in it to center. Yeah. yeah oh, <laughs> I know. Oh, you could have taken a piece of silly putty and finished, fixed it, you know. I'm sure that was discussed with some hey, engineers. Now we got to what if? Like we care. <laughs> they got a committee together. Let's brainstorm some ideas. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> while they're driving, this. yeah, <laughs> that's what you say. You that's, just said, "Watch that's, this." That's way, that's way better than no hands. <laughs> but it's too bad. That's that's one citation that bit the dust. Yeah. Not a lot of cars of that generation around. No. A lot of unloved cars. Yeah. Uninspiring cars. Uninspired. Oh yeah, the radio was horrible. Did you see the radio was sideways. It was? Interior? Yeah. No, like, I don't I don't remember. It was it was, it was mounted uh up and down, like yeah. like a second generation Corvette. C twos were like that. Wow. See, and I had a cousin that had a, a Chevette, and I don't re really well, remember much about that. That's a J car. body, yeah. And, a, and a Citation's Chevette? an X body. Who had a Chevette? Uh, uh, Kathy V. That was a world car, by the way. Those J bodies. Am I am I imagining things? You know what? I couldn't even name a car that she owned. Yeah. It could be. Yeah. I bet she drove as good as Diane. <laughs> well, they probably went to the same driving school. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't learn on an 81 wagon. Diesel. Oh, God. That thing was a pig. Well, any of those uh, diesels weren't... Uh... We're great. Yeah. The only good thing those diesels are worth having, the, the engine blocks had more webbing in them. It, it was an Oldsmobile 350 cubic inch V8. Yeah, they just took a, they took a gas, gas V8, V8 and they're and like, like, we'll just pump diesel into it. It'll yeah, work. we're, we're going to design a different cylinder head, different intake. We're going to have, we're going to make this into a diesel. Yeah. Yeah head gasket problems galore however i had when i was younger i don't still have, doing zero to 60 
It is. It's, and it's at it's about 40, 45 yeah. now. And it's just like a big plume of smoke coming out the exhaust, too. It was just not eco-friendly. But That's the engine blocks. Up an environmentalist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but the engine blocks for motorsports, I had a like a promotional magazine that was put out by General Motors Oldsmobile Motor Division on using that engine block as a basis for, you know, a for use in every kind of from circle track racing to drag racing, because again, it's a stronger engine block and you can make more horsepower and oh uh, yeah because of the compression of the diesel well yeah they, they had there's more webbing in the engine block that stiffened it i think it had a lot of nickel content which makes it a stronger stronger engine block and more resistant to the big big explosions from high compression engines so hmm. that's what the diesels are good for other than that they're ship boxes well, the old ones. Yeah, the yeah. old ones. The, the GM diesels, unfortunately. Even General Motors made a few mistakes. Very few, but they made a few. Yes. Not many. Just a few. Well, I think it's... Uh, Is it that time? Is it that time? Is that time? I don't know what happened. It looked like uh, something went wacky on the web. I don't know if people got booted or what, but... Hey, we're going to keep going right along we just plug along with that said big ed's rock and roll retrospective take it away big Ed. thanks guys and continuing with our new wave theme uh this week i'm doing the uh the police zenyata mandata 1980 this is the third studio album by the english rock band the police it was released on october 3rd 1980 by a&m records it was co-produced by the band and Nigel Gray. The album reached number one on the UK album charts and number five in the US Billboard 200 with singles Don't Stand So Close to Me, de do 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 de da 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 made this a juggernaut of an album, earning it two Grammy Awards for Best Performance with Don't Stand So Close to Me and the Best Rock Instrumental, which was uh, Behind My Camel. The band embarked on a world tour literally hours after completion of the album uh, with the, the, the completion of the album recording, which was done in the Netherlands because they could not record in the UK for tax reasons. The album cost 35,000 pounds. 25 of it went to Nigel, Nigel Gray, the producer. Actually, this cost twice as much as it, uh, it cost more than both of the first albums combined. It's amazing that they didn't spend anything on it and it paid huge dividends. In a 1980 review from Whirling Stone, David Frick praised Zenyatta Mandata as nearly perfect pop by a band that bends all the rules and makes musical mountains out of molehill size ideas, complementing the band's elastic interplay. You got Sting, the police are Sting on bass guitar, all but track eight, lead and backing vocals and synthesizers. Andy Summers, Guitar, backing vocals, piano, synthesizers, and bass guitar on track eight. Stuart Copeland, drum, backing vocals, and produced by The Police and Nigel Gray. There are 11 tracks. It's 38 minutes and 16 seconds. Just a little, I'll throw a little more stat at you. Uh, Australia, Canada, France, New Zealand, UK, and United States went platinum and went gold in Germany and Italy. Uh, sold 3 million copies in the U.S. 
The album starts out with the chart busting Don't Stand So Close to Me. This is a radio staple still on all classic rock formats and on first wave station on satellite radio. Starts out slow with the synthesizer. Then Annie Summers kicks in with a subtle rhythm and bounces into a pop-like chorus with layered harmonies intertwined at the latter part of the song. Driven to tears, Copeland gets this one started right away with Sting keeping up on bass and and right into the vocals. Stuart Copeland is impressive in his quick fills and along with quick-tempoed beat, he manages to keep it moving throughout this and Summers puts on a scorching solo while Sting keeps the bass line rhythmically moving throughout. When the world is running around, you make the best of what's still around. Another song that rockets right out of the gate in that beat. The rhythm and the rhythm just keeps at it for three minutes and 30 seconds. The song did make it to the number three on the U.S. Billboard dance charts. Canary in a Coal Mine, another song that is shot out of a cannon. A super fast beat with lyrics to match and Sting rifles out the canary in the coal mine, comparing the protagonist to this song to a canary in a coal mine. If I understand it, it in the cave is riddled with certain gases, the canary stops singing. Voices in my head, a cool melodic riff with lyrics being repeated throughout the song. I did not understand this song at all, but it was a cool riff. Bombs away. Sting gets a little political about the Russian invasion of Afghanistan but I still would like to meet the Gorilla Girl. This has a very upbeat tempo and kind of hides the political words of this song. The three just give them enough just to take the focus off the lyrical meaning of the song. De-do-do-do, de-da-da-da. This is another chart buster of Days Gone Past that also can be heard on uh, satellite formats throughout the country. The lyrics are supposed to be about Hindus and Buddhists, uh, who believe, in short, that these mantras have no literal meaning, but help focus the mind on dear, deeper spiritual truths. I, I don't know about that. I've heard this song a thousand times. Behind the Camel. This is a Grammy-winning instrumental written by police guitarist Annie Summers and is performed by him and drummer Stuart Copeland. Sting did not perform bass on it because he hated that song so much. True story. Man in the Suitcase. This has a very reggae feel. Sting certainly has a flair for the reggae bass lines. The lyrics are confused with being on the road when in actuality is about a ventriloquist dummy. Shadows in the Rain, another reggae type feel, more more so than <clears throat> any other track on the album. But these guys pull it off like they've been playing the reggae for years. The lyrics seem secondary about a man who is struggling with his sanity and keeps convincing himself that he is normal and the circumstances surrounding him may suggest otherwise. Have a listen. This is a good track, very different than the pop-orientated singles. The Other Way of Stopping. Uh, This is an instrumental and has a very artist feel, really a musician song and more appreciated by musicians. I did not mind it too much. It seems the three of them are all freestyling for three and a half minutes. So this was an interesting album for me. I knew seven of the 11 tracks on this album, but never owned this or listened to it from start to finish until six days ago. The album was a smash hit when the Duke boy was living the mayhem and mischief of his adolescence. Big Ed gives this 3.25 Montecitos. Really, with the exception of the last song, which is an instrumental, the others are all well-written and brilliantly executed with such precision. Listen to Copeland's fill on Driven to Tears and Summer's Shredding on Driven to Tears and his fast finger-picking on Canary in a Cave. This album has it all. Deserves a, a second listen, maybe even a third.
Even the Duke boy would turn this up in the general league when playing on the Apple. By the way, the Apple is not the company. The Apple was the Long Island rock station. After all, the Duke boy wasn't going anywhere slowly. He needed some musical motivation to keep his foot in it so he could catch the mare on that River Road Railroad tracks. I'm Big Ed. Listen and enjoy. You know, they don't make uh, three-piece bands like this anymore. No, they were... You know what? They were a quick... They burnt out really fast. I think their first album was 78. Yeah. And by this time, by 1980, this was their third album. By 84, by by the end of 84, they were done. Correct. And yeah. you know what? They, they, there's a misconception that these guys don't like each other. They're, they're actually good friends and very supportive of one another. They just can't stay in the same room for a long time. You know, the three of them, you know, uh, uh, they're all kind of controlling. That's the thing. But they've all had really great solo careers and helped each other out throughout the years. Hmm. See, I I was uh, very much of the belief that uh, Stuart Copeland and Sting did not like each other. Yeah, I thought that too. But after doing a little you know research this week, I'm, I think it's just the, the pressure of the road and the business, you know brings out the worst of them well i'm glad you did the police i mean we were talking um you know we're we've been doing this whole thing about new wave and i i just think we would be amiss you know uh not mentioning police you know i feel like during that whole era new wave they were right dead center in the middle of it and they were just kind of their and not only in the center of it but doing their own thing you know making it their own you know, there was no band. I mean, there there was no band that sounded like them in their era. They they had no, no. contemporary. And like Stuart Copeland was like the the Neil Peart of New Wave. I mean, this guy can play. Yes, his fills are as good as Neil Peart. You know, he's just as fast and precise. Well, and I I thought like just I I like the album. It's a it's a very uh the album's very tight. There's not like dead space and. No. I enjoy, I, uh-uh. I enjoyed the um, the acoustic songs because it just kind of breaks it up a little bit and I, I in, in a way in a very commercial era because now you know they're a band where a record label's counting on them to sell albums where I can't imagine their AR guy would have been really excited to hear like hey we got a couple instrumental songs we're gonna put on you like hey instrumental you know it's not. That doesn't sell albums, you know, uh, catchy pop hooks do. You know, they sold 35 million copies as a, as a, as a band. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, you know, with all their albums combined, they say it's over 35 million in the U S it's amazing. Yeah. In a short span. Cause they went from mystic ghost in the machine, then synchronicity. Correct. There was two more after this. I thought it was one more. Yeah, that sounds about right. They were all yeah. they were all smash hits. And then they toured again in two thousand seven and broke up in two thousand eight after the last show. Uh, I, I think on this album, uh, when the world is 
uh, Run You Down is, that was my favorite track on this album. Just, it's just a fun song. You know what? I When I listened to this, I had not ever listened to this album, but I was amazed at how much of the material I knew. That's just saying how much airplay it had received when I was growing up. Sure. Well, I felt like when I, you know, I had another brother that had an old Mustang and I, like all my childhood memories are sitting in the back of his Mustang listening to the police or the cars. Yeah, he was a big police guy. I think he even seen him on one of the, see the synchronicity or ghost in the machine, one of them. Yeah. So what do you think, uh, roll into the uh, hair metal, right? Yes. Well, do you, do you want to, well, I, I have some of those vinyl I brought over and we talked about doing a little, uh, that Robert plant and then lead into, um, yes, yeah, we could do that. Yeah. And then, and then that way, rather, that, I, you know, to be honest, I'd rather do the four, the f all four of them. Not at once, but I mean, do one like I did the last time. Oh, we we got our new uh, benefactor calling in. He's got a little background noise, but uh, the captain, are you there? I, I am working on that background noise right now. Fucking okay. Cappy. <laughs> what's going on, guys? Hey. Hey, what's hey, happening? Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks. Trying to add another just, listener. Yeah. I'm just... Spinning some tunes on the radio tonight. Naughty radio, baby. That's Don't right. Forget the You're running a live gig, too. That's right. I'm playing some Iron Maiden right now, baby. Nice. Yeah. Always down for So, uh, I think your first hair metal fan should be Dokken. Dokken was on the menu. This is what I was thinking. Motley Crue, the first one. Yes, I like the docking. You you could you could pick the docking. I'll do it. I was thinking uh, Lynch Mob and Salty Dog. How about oh, that's rat? a good one? Can, can we get a rat yes. album? I could get a rat. Yes, rat is great. All right, for, first off, Too Fast for Love is one of the greatest rock albums ever made, uh -huh. and I'm sticking to it. Okay, so we'll do Too Fast for Love. Happy, um, you got to get me a dock and you suggest it. Big Mike, get me a rat. And then I'll do a fourth. Well, and here, and I was thinking about this actually right before we went live because I was like, we got to do the salty dog. Because I feel I'm like that. Li listen, Big Ed, listen, you could be like that guy, like the guy that did the documentary on the um, that British metal band. Oh, shit. Now I'm, now I'm going to forget. Or the, the Canadian band. Um, that we saw in Austin, Texas, with lips. Oh, Anvil. Yeah, Anvil. You could be I like that. Get band that opened for him. I think they were every bit as good as Anvil. Yeah, they were pretty good. That was they a great night. Good. That was crazy. That was a weird place, right? Yeah, well, that was Austin. Austin is just all full of weird places. They had like these uh, tall boy Bud Bud Light tall boys with Jaeger shots for like three bucks, and we wow, what a bargain! And we drank the place dry. I mean, it, it was just. Court, the three of us was like we had never had a beer before, you know. Say that that's an underrated drinking town. Yeah, <laughs> to say the least. And, and a deadly with, with and music. a deadly combo. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, but I, I, I think I think the salty is. dog. My my point is that uh, you you could bring him you could bring him back. Maybe. Yeah. This might be it. This might be it. They'll finally get their break. You'll be their little hot dog bun. Sweet little baby, she's my hot dog bun. That's how the that's how the album opens. I'm like, what could possibly go wrong with the other six Nothing. Tracks? Nothing. That sounds Nothing. awesome. That's that's it's solid gold. You, uh, Cappy, I, I my buddy who is thought Florida was better than Led Zeppelin, um, yeah. turned me on to him and I and I never really <laughs> Would never take him seriously because Foreigner was his favorite band, still is to this day. <laughs> but uh, I have like this is pretty good. Uh, I'll I'll have to uh, sh- shoot you. Uh, I have it. I'll share. I'll share it with you. So we're real excited to have uh, have you endorsing us, Cappy. We uh, helping us get to the next level. Maybe together we can, you know dethrone Howard Stern, you know? Hey, you know, that would be most amazing, but it'd be, you know, dethroning him isn't too hard. He's got to retire at some point. Yeah. Hey, at least if we could get a, pay, a paycheck or something, that would be nice. I'd be into a paycheck. But yeah. hey, you guys are going to be on Naughty Radio Tuesday nights at 6, so it's going to be pretty awesome. And then Big Ed Reviews on Sundays at uh, noon and midnight. That's right. That's excellent. That's excellent. Hey, that's that what's good great about on Tuesday night. Well, what's great about Big Ed's reviews is that uh, it's his review followed by the actual album. So, love it. Yeah, it was it was really cool to hear that. So, Casey, are we going to do the four albums and then hair metal, or hair metal then the four albums? I'd say, hmm. How how prepared are you to do hair metal? Do you need time? I'll I'll start working on Motley Crue right away. I'll all right, tomorrow then, morning. All right, well then, because actually, uh, Big Mike's got a couple trips, so it would probably be better to do the hair metal, and then we'll go back to the albums because we're not going to have time to all do our homework together with the vinyls here. Right, but we'll start listening to some should tonight. Be, should be some good vinyls. I think those are. Pre- are those, bit, are those sweet. big ed editions that you brought over? Yes. Oh, yes. very nice. We're big ed selections. The, uh, yes. We're we're ed, 20 bucks, big Mike, for all of them. That's a bargain. Yeah. How, How many you albums? Go out to new, you Four go out albums? To, yeah, you can't go wrong with that. I'll, I'll, you got to go out to Melbourne and check that place out. Uh, I'm going to. That's uh, Melbourne's one of my regular haunts going out that way for the antique shops and all that good stuff so well if you come out if you go to melbourne let the captain know we'll go hang out and have some beers i will do that cappy because i do like beer well and i live just north of melbourne so it works out perfect me and the sea hag will come hang out (laughs) excellent (laughs) the sea hag bet she loves that nickname actually she does so the sea hag is my lovely cajun better half and she was in the Navy, yeah. Oh. That's where the sea hag comes from. Ah, makes sense. Gotcha. Comes from the brackish waters of Louisiana. Yeah, she comes from, <laughs> the, from where the men are men and the alligators are scared. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> Excellent. So. Well, I'm going to tune off. I just wanted to call and say hey. Hey. Yes, thank you. Captain, we appreciate it.
see you. Hey, no problem. I'll I will talk, talk to you, you guys later. Yes, sir. Right. Aloha. Roger that. You know, there you have it. The Cappy. Live. Our, our benefactor. Warm, yeah, our benefactor. Warm beer and cheap seats. Make sure you get the app, everybody. Naughty Radio. Download it now. It's free. It's free. Yeah. Well, did it. you say like a UTI? N-A-U-T-I. Naughty. Oh, I thought. N-A-U-T-I. Yeah. Urinary tract infection. I was like, what does that have to do with it? Yeah, drink more cranberry juice. I keep telling you, woman. I love cranberry juice. I just hate the stigma with it. Like, oh, you have a UTI? I'm like, no, I just. Just like cranberries. Yeah. Just like I like prune juice, too. <laughs> you can't shit. Not anymore. <laughs> I do like prune juice. <laughs> it's very delicious. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Naughty radio. Yes. I, I think we were supposed to talk about AI. We didn't get to oh, it. Oh, we never got Was that on our... That's It was kind of in our agenda. So Artificial got, intelligence? Yes. All right. So it's been a big thing trending... And everyone's writing an article, but I have a friend that's an art. Uh, actually, uh, he's a guy I've mentioned before, Andy Kermins. He does. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's done artwork for like Metallica. He's kind of starting to really make a name for himself. Kind of but a big deal. yeah, he's kind of a big deal, and he still talks to me. I told him I got signed by Megadeth to do, uh, uh, you know, stick figures. Sweet. He, he thought that was pretty funny. Maybe he could make the. Uh... Yeah. Well, yeah, he's our... yeah, he's a real professional. That's going to come with money. So money we don't have. So people download the app and then uh, really maybe start they, maybe we can have something. And, and if you want to buy something from Naughty Radio, use the promo code Warm Beer. And uh, one word. Then we can hire a real artist to do our artwork. Hey, so getting back though, he he uh, he was talking about AI, um, not Alan Iverson, but that there was these programs that do artwork and he's like, it's pretty close to replicating artwork of people. But he was just talking about the danger of like, whatever, but he's, he had downloaded some app and he put in like grandma and riots. And they came up with a series of photos of like old women, like burning cars and, in fights with the police and no shit it was pretty entertaining looking they don't get the eyes or the hands right but uh it's it's pretty close like it it almost looks real enough you know here's the thing with ai you know people are pushing this the you know science is pushing this have they watched these fucking movies about ai have they seen terminator mm-hmm. haven't they seen the the matrix is haven't they seen any of this shit this is not a good idea mm-hmm. Bad idea, uh, scientist. robot. Yes, uh, all bad ideas. I mean, look what happened with the internet. Wah, 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 wah. Oh yeah, here. Let's see. Look at your grandma. Yeah, the, the That's, grandma. So right? that was done by AI. Are you kidding me? I need to see grandma. <laughs> yeah, we'll try to share some on a. Uh, well. They're That's they're very weird. they're very weird looking. Is that Betty White. <laughs> That's really weird, man. Yep. Wow. Well, it is what okay. it is. Okay. Listen, everybody, if these pictures of grandma in a riot doesn't if this does not convince you AI is a bad idea, I don't know what else mm. will. Yeah. Poor grandma. 
So you should be baking cookies. It's Christmas time. Making chocolate chip cookies for us. That really pies. look like Betty White. I was serious. Uh, maybe maybe they uh, studied Betty White. The perfect grandma. See, now we covered everything. She's the perfect grandma. I thought my grandma, both my grandmoms were the perfect grandmoms. I lied. They were pretty good. They were pretty cool. They were pretty good. There's never a dull moment. Mm -mm. So we did cover the AI just on the record. Bad idea. Yes. So with that, again, want to thank uh, the captain for stopping in. Um, We will... See you on the radio. Um, I'm guessing the song that's going to follow this episode, if you listen to this on Tuesday, hmm, maybe he'll sneak an Iron Maiden. Or anything by the Captain and Tennille. Oh, wait. The Captain and Tennille. Yeah, maybe. Bark, 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 bark. I just always imagine there's like a chicken Chicken? Singing. Maybe yeah. there is the chicken and Tennille. Yeah. Chicken and Tennille. Uh, you could teach a chicken to sing that song. Yeah. Maybe that's going to follow us. Maybe. Could get the or it could be the weirdo. <laughs> with his chickens. <laughs> or it could be Rose Royce. Oh, working at the car, car wash. wash. Yeah. Yes. Those are my two guesses. Let's see if I'm right. Yes. Ah, oh, shit. And I had uh, something else to bring up. Oh, well. Well, anyone else? Final words? Um, hey, Final I hope words. everybody's having a nice, you know, build up oh, oh, to Christmas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The holidays. The holidays. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah. Maybe we have like a holiday show next week. Just next thinking. week. Holiday because it, it's going to be Christmas week. Yes. And Santa Claus is coming. I hope you wrote your letters. I hope you've been good. That elf on the shelf's fucking watching you. Yes. Creepy elf. It's a weird elf. It is weird. There we go. This is the outro. This is how you close out a show. Keep the shiny side up. Greasy side down. Peace. Ain't nobody chasing me.